Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. We, oh my gosh. Okay. So this is end of June. It is the 22nd of June right now. Oh, wow. We're like one month into summer. (laughs) That's crazy to think about. I know. But we've had so much fun. Mm-hmm. We still have a whole other like month of Star Wars after this. So we're fine. <laughs> it just never ends. So it doesn't. It never ends. And actually, I was looking at the content on Disney Plus this morning mm-hmm. to find uh, visions that would what we're talking about this morning. And there was other stuff that came up that I'm like, what is this? Did you know that there was another cartoon, Dan, called Star Wars Resistance? It was two seasons in like 2018 and 19. Yeah, I, I never saw it, but I did know about it. Yeah, it's it's basically the uh, prequel era characters. So I think I like Poe Dameron's part know. of it. And yeah. Yeah, it came out like shortly no, after. No, it was someone else. It's like a cow person. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a new character, but I, I think he shows Oh, is Poe in, in there? Poe's in there? Poe is. I don't know if anyone else is, but I'm pretty sure he's in it. 
Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, um, that should have definitely been a part of this summer, but I don't know if we're gonna be able to squeeze it in. Yeah, it's a lot. Oops, it's fine. Oh we'll just do it a different time. Next year. And then I is. saw some other stuff in the Disney vintage. They've added another a couple other things to Disney Vintage. And I'm like, I did not know you guys did this. Like, where is all this content coming from mm-hmm. that what apparently there? happened? There's a it's called a 2D Clones War, Clone Wars. They're like two. I remember that. Yeah. Hour long episodes from 2003 that look mm-hmm. like 2D. Yeah, I did I never not know about, about those. Yeah. And there was another one. What was it? I should have brought it up on Disney Plus. There was just like something else that came up that I'm like, this was not on here like a couple of days ago. Like, where are you coming from? <laughs> They're just That's pulling funny. everything out of the vault. Mm-hmm. They are. We Probably. have a lot to do. Dis- I mean, we might have to do more than one month next year again. We might just have to relook at that. Maybe we'll make start it all, make in it, April. Yeah, make it a year of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Wars I was going to say. You know. A year We really could probably, but yeah. But, but that would turn us into a Star Wars podcast. We have face it, it's the inevitable. There's so many out there. Everyone's turning into a Star Wars podcast. That's a that's key, but that's why we're different because we sometimes yes. talk about other things. True, true. Mm-hmm. true yes. Because we we must do our Harry Potter start our Harry Potter summer next year. Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah. must. Something and if we have to add to it, then we'll just start early in April. That might be the option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a good option. Okay, we're totally off topic. We're like planning for next year and it's still 2022. Pixie Dusters today, me, Sam, and Dan are going to be talking about Star Wars Visions, which is if you don't, if you have no clue what I'm talking about, you're like Vision, you mean WandaVision? I'm like, no, 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 not WandaVision. Visions. And it is nine, I think nine episodes. They're about 15, 20 minutes each. And they are in the style of like Japanese animation, anime, pretty much. Beautifully done. It's an anthology series. So they're not like same characters all the way through. It's different characters, different stories every time that you see some of the world's best anime creators bring their talent to the Star Wars universe. And we're not going to talk long about this because none of us really watched all of them. None of us are really like hardcore anime fans. Like we watched, me and Dan watched a couple. I don't think Sammy watched any of them. Zero. Nope. She did not. Nope. So, but it's something to bring to light because if you are an anime fan, this is a good kind of like a mini series for you to go and watch. So just a couple of things that I thought were interesting that I caught on when I was watching a couple of the episodes, but the reoccurring Star Wars phrase, I have a bad feeling about this or some sort of variation is actually said multiple times. So they bring in some of our favorite, they bring in one of our favorite lines. I feel like that line has to be said in every Star Wars franchise show. It does. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like it's not Star Wars. If you don't say I have a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then in most episodes, there's at least one moment where someone with force powers stops blaster shots. Like every single episode, there's some sort of like force stop. So that was, that was interesting. Sammy, I'm guessing you're the opinion that says you don't know Jack about this show. That is my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I could hear it in your voice when you did that. I was like, that is, that's Sammy right there. Yeah. When I was pulling out to do the notes, I was just like, yeah. I mean, you put an opinion spot, but I have no opinions. So, yeah. yeah. Dan, what what did you think about the episodes you watched? I I thought they were really good. Like the first two, like I said, the very first the very first one, I love that style. Like I love the mm-hmm. the film noir, very you know stark, just 
violent not not violent in content but just the style was very violent and i I like that mm-hmm. in an anime you know it feels like live action but just with you know animation mm-hmm. so i was totally into it and then the second one was just a lot of fun because it, first of all it had actual star wars characters in it like boba fett showed up Did oh is it? this the the bohemian the bohemian the, what they band. call it tatooine rhapsody or something like that something like that yeah the rock band basically yeah yeah first of all i gotta say i'm happy rock and roll exists in a galaxy far far away i'm okay with that yes but uh you know (laughs) but yeah it was just a it was a it was fun it was a fun little you know side story that just uh, happened to have Mm -hmm. teenagers in it you know and you got to see jabba show up you know jabba's i guess the one hut was like jabba's like distant nephew or something 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 like that yeah so yeah I i enjoyed that one and then mm-hmm. I got to the third one and I was like, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> I was trying to remember what was the third oh one. It was I the t- just watched it this morning and I don't even remember right, the right, third yeah. one. That's yeah. It, it was the one with the, the twins who had they were like Oh that one was weird. Yeah. Very, very that weird. It was so weird. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I almost stopped there. Because when it said twins, I'm like, twins, what are we going at? And it was, I thought it was interesting. The first three episodes, the first three storylines are all about Sith. Like it's red lightsabers. Like even the very first one, you're like, oh, he's going to be a Jedi. He's going to be good. And then when he pulls out his lightsaber, that mm-hmm. looks like a sword, it's red. And it's two like technically Siths fighting against each other. And he's like collecting red kyber crystals so i'm like what are you a jedi are you not a jedi what is going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm still very confused about that one yeah the rock band one i'm not gonna lie i almost skipped (laughs) i liked the rock part but it just didn't it felt so weird the main character kept clutching to his like lightsaber was broken i know there was a message in there somewhere about all of that but it just it it didn't click with me welcome to twins was yeah yeah that's anime the twins were just like so weird born out of the sith power i'm like what is this what what are you doing yeah and then they go they the brother and it's a brother and sister so i'm like what are you doing what are their Mm -hmm. names what's happening Mm because i think luke and leia right and so i'm like i don't know and then after that one i'm like maybe i'm done and then i looked and it said the village bride was episode four i'm like and it said there was a Jedi and I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's just see what they do with an actual Jedi instead of the Sith. And I actually enjoyed that one. I thought it was really good. I thought it embodied really who the Jedi are. Mm-hmm. There was these, this, this, this scum of the earth was exploiting a town and he needed to take the village chief. He was going to take the village chief as collateral that they wouldn't do anything to him. But he was so old, his granddaughter uh, it was sacrificing herself and they show this beautiful wedding to her now husband so he could go with her. And while this wedding is going on, there's a Jedi. She still has her little braid as a Padawan. Mm-hmm. And she's watching this whole thing unfold. And it's kind of like helping her heal so she can help them. And then she ends up like helping them and destroying the scum of the earth. And it just, it, it for me, that episode really embodied star wars in my opinion and 
I was like, I'm going to stop here because if any of these other ones disappoint me, I'm going to be so sad. Cause like, mm-hmm. I like this one. I don't want to disappoint myself anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. But I mean, the, the artwork was beautiful, even on the ones that were just kind of like, what's going on? Very, very much that style. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you like that, definitely go check it out. Cause I thought the music did great too. It was beautifully scored for, mm-hmm. for those four episodes. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say the fourth one, because that's actually the one I, that lost my attention for some reason. That it? Yeah. I, I, maybe it's because I was watching it at the end of the day and I was just like, I don't want to pay attention to anything but yeah mm-hmm. i was like i was like halfway through i was just like okay they're, they're going to this temple thing and there's a they're in the woods and i i don't know what's going on right now i'm gonna go do something else <laughs> yeah if you watch past that it gets more interesting i'll, I'll have to rewatch that it part's then. boring yeah. <laughs> oh boy because i actually skipped like when he was like he was he was carrying her to the marriage stone because that's mm-hmm. apparently how they get married carrying her to the marriage stone. And I was so bored. I'm like, what is happening? So I'm like, I'm just going to skip and see what happens. So I like did like two different, two or three different, like 15 second skips to get to past it. And then after that, it was fine. (laughs) That's how you watch it. Okay. You did it smart. Good job. Noted. I did. (laughs) Cause I know, cause I know anime, like anime does do those moments where they just really elongate something and Mm -hmm. because they want to do the artwork and the music and all the things and i'm like it's a lot of my my attention this morning because i did it this morning at like 6 30 in the morning while i was up i'm like i don't have the attention span for anime this morning like get to the story (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that's funny anything else Mm. no i think that's about it i think about it yeah yeah trying to think of anything else maybe Maybe if we watched all of them. It would probably have more to say. Yeah. Yeah. I I did enjoy the band. I can say that. I enjoyed the band. I was happy to see. The last song they did was really good. Very reminiscent of uh, 2000s, like, emo music. So it's like, that's the style Ah, that exists in this universe. I'm not sure what that says about our generation, but I'll go with it. I mean, our generation still lives off that music. Let's be real. We do. This is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan, I can see you being a Jedi rock star now. Shredding <laughs> your guitar. Mm-hmm. And your guitar somehow turns into a lightsaber. Yes. I would I cool. find a I, I would do something with the kyber crystals. Like it would be I don't know how I would do it, but like maybe like a mm-hmm. the solo at the end of the song, somehow it would just I don't know. I have mm. to figure that out. I have to mm-hmm. yeah. That's not a very yeah. good lightsaber. Shoot song. out of the headstock, you know. You know. <laughs> <Stoom>. <laughs> Well, what was it? The the girl in the 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 lady set in the first episode of this thing had an umbrella that spun. Oh, yeah, she did. So if she can have an yes, a lightsaber umbrella, Sammy, right. okay, literally shot out and was just spinning. I thought the Inquisitors okay. were crazy with their spinning red, their two spinning red mm-hmm. lightsabers. No, no, no. Apparently, she not. had like seven. Wow. Okay, lady. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So if she can do it with an umbrella, Dan, you can do it with a guitar. Apparently. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it light up from within and then shoot sparks out somewhere. Yeah. You can do whatever yeah. you want, apparently. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You can get creative well, speaking with them. Of in- yeah. Well, speaking of Inquisitors, mm-hmm. let's Good talk segue. about Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I love this show. So the summary is actually from Disney Channel off of IMBD. So I'm like, this is like, official Mm -hmm. 
an animated television series set between the events of Revenge of the Sith and the original Star Wars, A New Hope. This show takes place in a time where the Empire is securing its grip on the galaxy and hunting down the last of the Jedi Knights as a fledgling rebellion against the Empire is taking shape. Mm-hmm. I adore this show. Did you adore this show, Sammy? It's very good. Yes, it's my favorite one out of the animated ones that I watch. Dan, did I see you also? This is one of your favorites too? You did, yeah. Okay. Y'all yeah. agree. We, we're all on the same page. This is a good, no, no fighting day. No, no, this, this is, is the day worst harmony. show. No, no bickering. <laughs> yeah, no. State no, harmony and peace no. and justice in the now old I'm just going to, I'm going to argue the opposite of everything I wrote down. How about that? There you go. Be the contrarian of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Someone else take Let's that role. Talk I'm some contrarian. <laughs> Let's talk some trivia. Okay. The concept of this show is very similar to what Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy actually originally planned for the Clone Wars. So my, our listeners, if you listen to our Clone Wars episode, we talked about how they didn't actually plan for Clone Wars to be about Anakin and Obi and that whole thing. They planned for it to be a little bit more like this. And this is the show that came out of that idea. So their idea was to focus on a crew of a Millennium Falcon style smuggling ship consisting of a Twilight Jedi an apprentice, uh, Ashla, Hansel, like smuggler, his girlfriend, and their Gungan strongman, Luker, which we talked about last week. But this actually turned into the Jedi and his Padawan became Kanan Jarrus and Ezra Bridger, which we later find out Kanan's real name is Caleb Doom. That was his actual Jedi name. Kanan mm-hmm. is not his real name. The smuggler pilot became female Twilight Hera Syndulla. Other female character became Mandalorian Sabine Wren with their strong man became Zeb. And I love this crew. They are mm-hmm. fantastic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a good dynamic. Yeah. yeah, it really is. What show was I watching that they were in it? Oh, we talked about it. Bad Batch. They showed up yeah. in their little versions showed up in Bad Batch, which made me so happy. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the first season takes place 14 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith and five years before Star Wars. So it took five years for the rebellion to build to where we saw it then. Mm -hmm. And between each subsequential season and the next, there is a time jump of about six months. So in between each season, there's about a six month time gap. I thought I read somewhere that it was a year. So I think it kind of depends on the season. Because mm-hmm. there is a huge change in Ezra, like yeah. between what seasons was it? Season two and three, like huge physical change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where he cuts his hair and like it's yeah. a little bigger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when he almost goes dark multiple times. <laughs> Let's see here. The design of Zeb is actually based on Ralph McQuarrie's early conceptional art for Chewbacca. Hmm. So Chewbacca almost looked like Zeb. Hmm. Huh. I like Chewbacca better. I like furry yeah. Chewbacca. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I can see it though. I can definitely see it like yeah. that era of sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he got to use that concept for a different character because Zeb is a lot of fun. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. James Earl Jones, Anthony Daniels, Ian McDermid, I always say that wrong, Forrester, Whittaker, Matthew Wood, Geneva O'Reilly, Frank Oz, and Billy D. Williams are the only actors to reprise their roles from the Star Wars film franchise. 
that's a long list. The only, like, yeah, that's, that's a lot that's of people. It's a, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forrester Whitaker, people who are listening is Saw Guerrera. He mm-hmm. voice, he's the voice of Saw Guerrera. Matthew Wood, you're like, who's Matthew Wood? He did the battle droids, just so you know. Oh, that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the voice of the battle droids. Guinevere O'Reilly's Mon Matha. And then everyone else you should know. And if you don't know, shame on you. <laughs> wow. Cast you out. If you, I'm just kidding. Billy D. Williams. How do you not know he's land? Not land. How do you not know he's Lando? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones. It's mm-hmm. just it's. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Frank Oz so much on this show. Everyone should know who he is. Just <laughs> a lot. We talk about a lot of time spent on Frank Oz. Nice. Yes. Grand Admiral Thrawn appears for the first time outside the Star Wars Legends in the third season. Okay. So I we never really discussed this when we talked about Disney making new canon. And we I want to just make this clear for any of our listeners who are not immersed into the Star Wars realm. So anything that was written, created, blah, 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 before Disney took over is considered Star Wars legends. Um, Now, some of those legends, Disney actually made canon, uh, like the prequels or yeah, the prequels are technically legends before Disney took them over and they made it canon, blah, 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 blah. So anything legend wise is pre-Disney, anything canon wise is post-Disney which is kind of sad that they didn't just keep everything canon. It kind of made me sad. It's sad, but inevitable because there's so many stories yeah. that go in so many different directions and they're That's all, true. a lot of them are contradicting, contradic- contradicting. I know, but there's certain right. things that I liked, like in legends. So Han, so Han and Leia had three kids. They had a set of twins and Ben and then, or not Ben, they had a, their third child that was actually named Anakin. And then Luke is actually the one who had one child named Ben. And just, I like, I, I'm sad that they changed the families around. Yeah. I know it probably makes more sense, but. Uh. No, it makes more sense that Luke would name his child after Ben. I know. Like, right? why, I don't see why Han would do that. I agree. Or like, well, okay. Have you watched you? How many of the episodes of Obi have you watched? Just the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Okay. I feel like the second one will give you more context of why Leia would be keen to call her son Ben. Just putting that I out will there. Keep, I'll keep that in mind. So they're going to basically yeah, explain keep, it. Okay. Keep, keep that. They, I don't think they mean to explain it, but mm-hmm. it, it helps explain it because yeah. I did not see Obi-Wan coming, but we can't talk about that because we will okay. talk about it at the end of the series. I'll say it's probably going to tie up a loose end. It. It's, it's probably going to tie up a loose end for me because I just realized never once have we actually seen Leia and Obi-Wan interact ever, like other than the hologram of the original trilogy. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that changes here. I think Leia's in all the episodes. I'm going to plead the fifth. I think she's in all the episodes because I looked on IMDb. I don't yeah. want to ruin anything. <laughs> no, please don't. I'm they, excited. Okay, I'm enjoying it so far. Huge, there's a huge plot hole in that movie, that show already, and I'm ticked at it. Okay, like, we'll get to it, that later. Yeah. yeah. We can't. We can't. We're going to go on a rabbit hole and we'll never talk about Rebels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we need to stay focused. Moving on. So back to Thrall. He was introduced in the Thrall trilogy by Timothy Zane and is considered one of the most brilliant strategists in the Star Wars universe, nearly bringing down the New Republic. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. 
he nearly brought down the rebellion. According to writer and producer Simon Kinberg, one once it was decided that that Darth Vader would appear on the show, the first thing they did was to make sure James Earl Jones, who voiced the original (laughs) character, was available. Good job, smart move. Very good job. Smart. Mm-hmm. What's that from? Smart. Smart. Huh. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The visual style of this show was heavily inspired by the original Star Wars concept art by Ralph McQuarrie. So much so that even the lightsabers are thinner, just like in McQuarrie's paintings. And the backgrounds are rendered in such a way that it looked like pencil lines. Interesting. That explains a lot. Mm-hmm. because the, It does. It, it feels very different than Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Like that's it what does. always stood out to me. It feels mm-hmm. bigger, and that explains a lot. That explains why. Yeah, that's really cool. And I was wondering, and I noticed that the lightsabers were thinner, and I wondered why. I'm like, why do those look thinner than normal? Yeah, and that's why. There we go. Now you know. Hat tip. Hat tip to Ralph McQuarrie. Very much so. Uh, let's see here. So Luke and Leia were born the day after the formation of the Galactic Empire. And mm-hmm. Ezra Bridger's birth, which makes them a day younger than Ezra Bridger. And so Bridger was born on the day that the Empire came to be. So they're all the same age. So by Force Awakens, Luke, Leia, and Ezra are 53 years old together. And this makes me think we will be seeing him very soon. I agree. Very soon. Mm-hmm. I really do. I it's agree. either going to be in Obi or it's no, not in Obi. No, not Obi. No, no probably Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka. 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 Yeah. Or one of the other shows that are randomly popping up that now Jude Law is in one of the shows. I saw that yesterday and I was like, me. what is this? <laughs> Jude Law is, is going to be starring in a show called. I can't remember what it's called now. What was it? It was a skeleton crew. Mm. Star Wars skeleton crew. Skeleton I don't know what that crew. means. That but. sounds familiar, but I'm not. I'm sure like some of the hardcore fans know more about it. Well, Skeleton Crew sounds like something from Clone Wars. Like it, it's like it does. tickling my brain. Like it was like a crew that was on Clone Wars. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See here. There are several references to Rogue One. Chopper can be seen in the Rebel secret base on Robin 4. And the Ghost and Hammerhead convertibles can be seen in the space battle over the planet Scarif and General Sindula can be heard inside the rebel base. Mm-hmm. So lots of, lots of things going on there. Agent Catalyst works for the Imperial Security Bureau or ISB. He answers to Colonel Wolf Yolren, formerly Anakin Skywalker's fleet admiral during the Clone Wars. So sad. Mm-hmm. And Callus really surprised me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I saw it coming that he was one of the fulcrums, but I'm like, really? Callus? Okay. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he was okay. He just was not who I expected to be mm-hmm. a fulcrum. According to Dave Filoni, Chopper is a complete opposite of R2-D2. <laughs> where R2 is like a loyal dog, Chopper can be selfish and a pain in the butt like a cat. I fully agree with that statement. That's accurate. Yeah, seems about right. Very accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see here. Kanan Jarrus is a cowboy Jedi. The Western genre was one of George Lucas's influences behind the Star Wars saga. I see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
I mean, when we see Cad Bane, it's just another cowboy esque mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. in yep. the franchise. Although there are many similarities between Ezra Bridger and Disney's Aladdin, both in his appearance and his street rat background, Dave Filoni insists that his inspiration for the character was Ralph, I can never say Machio. this. Machio. Machio as the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. So Ezra, I think Ezra is a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of see it. Sammy, what did you say in this? You said last time we were recording that what's his face from Aladdin was going to be in Mina Star Mitsud. Wars. Yes, thank you. Mina, it was going to be in Star Wars. And you're being all weird about I did. it because I didn't finish Clone Wars. But I was like, well, there's only one person that looks like Mina Masood in this entire mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. Well, I just thought it was I funny didn't... that he's not Aladdin, but then Aladdin's probably going to play him in real life. You know, so. It is ironic. Yeah. I was being weird because I didn't want to ruin the ending of Rebels for you because it's such like a, ah, and it's a why I'm ah about him coming back in Ahsoka, hopefully. <laughs> so many noises. <laughs> That's all you can do is make noises. I mean, after after uh, what happens, it's like, noise. it just leaves you, you know, a thousand million possibilities. So it's like, how are they going to resolve this? Please don't I be have... anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know. There... <laughs> I have Disney Star Wars here about the anticlimactic. That. They do that a couple times. I'm like, there was the one part in the show where I'm like, oh, finally, and then it was so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, that was it. Okay, yeah. that was it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very excited. Okay, Ezra shows similarities to Anakin Skywalker. Both show they have a strong connection with the Force. Let their arrogance cloud their judgment, and show a great number, a great amount of anger and fear. And both gained a scar in a fight between a Sith alkalite, a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. I I thought about that. I'm like, because at the end of season two, when Maul kind of starts to do that little dark dark Mm -hmm. magic or sith magic voodoo on him Mm -hmm. i'm like he does remind me of anakin yeah a little bit yeah i can see that oh let's see here last thought or last trivia in the documentary of star wars rebel season four composer kevin keener comments that he brought star wars original score in the late 70s and since then it was a goal to compose like john williams it shows. So Kevin, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much original music in here that feels like John Williams. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. But it's not him. But mm-hmm. he did come back and compose for, was it Obi-Wan? He like, they like asked him like his opinion about something or what they would do. And oh, yeah. he ended up composing the show. And they're like, why are you doing this? You're like 90 some years old. <laughs> That's funny. He's Williams. That dude, that dude is never going to stop. He's never no. going to stop making music. That's all he does. No. I remember the lightsaber colors. Yeah. Like eight episodes later, and then we finally have it. It works for better this episode. Late than it does, though. It's appropriate. So it yeah. does because we see some of these other ones in in Rebels, so it, mm-hmm. it's appropriate. Yeah. Okay, so we got our regular not regular, but our popular colors that George started with, which was blue, green, and red. Of course, blue, Anakin, Obi, green, Yoda, and Quingonjin. And then red, of course, any Darth, Sith, Sith, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyone bad? Some other colors. Yeah. Some other colors that have been seen in the Star Wars canon. Purple, of course, because of Mace. The explanation for purple when I get to it is kind of entertaining to me. Black. We see the Black Saber in Rebels. Did mm-hmm. we see it in Clone Wars? I don't remember. I don't believe so. I don't think no. so. We see it in we see it in Rebels. We're also going to see it in Mandal the Mandalorian, which we're going to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's one other show. Boba Fett. Well, it's in Boba, Boba, yeah. It's in Boba. There we go. He's with Mando, so like, or te- Man- not Mando, but he's with. Yeah, we'll have some interesting thoughts when we get to Boba Fett. Yeah, I have a lot to opinionate yeah. on that. <laughs> That'll be interesting to listen to. We also have the white sabers, which we see with Ahsoka as she has turned up again. We have the yellow sabers, which Ventress, who is not a nice person. Massage Ventress, I love her. Yeah. And then Ray ends up having a yellow saber at the end of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about that when we get to that. And then there is the orange. The orange, we don't, I don't really know if they consider it canon is Star Wars Fallen Order, did Disney make that or was that pre-Disney? I want to say it was pre-Disney because I feel like I've heard the name prior to like growing okay. up or growing up or not growing up, but like prequel. Era. Yeah. So Cal Keltis is the, the character in Star Wars Fallen Order. And there's a whole storyline with it, which just makes me angry because I'm never going to play this game. So I'm never going to know this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know all storylines of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he has an orange saber. And we really don't know if we can if it's considered canon or if it's just a legend color. That hasn't been very clear. Mm-hmm. So if someone knows for sure that Disney has said yes or no to it, let me know. Go to our TikTok, Facebook, Insta, whatever. Just let mm-hmm. me know. Because I couldn't find anything. So I did get an explanation for each to kind of give us an idea of what the colors have come to represent in the Star Wars world, because they are very important with our Jedi people. Mm-hmm. So in the blue saber is the most common one that you see in the galaxy. It's historically known to represent the Jedi guardians. Jedi guardians were more like fighters and defenders of the way of the Jedi. And the blue color of their sabers represents those qualities in them, which embodied bravery and righteousness. So blue is supposed to go along with like more of the, the, the Jedi who, who fight for everyone, not just like a knight, which I found interesting because the green saber is usually associated with the most powerful Jedi knights. Whereas the blue saber is normally associated with fighters and soldiers, the green saber represents wisdom and skill. Usually the Jedi who have a strong connection to the force have this and they're experienced to be, they're experienced and wise and have a deep fundamental understanding of the force. And they're usually among the higher ranking Jedi Knights. They value harmony and rely more on their mental skills than their fighting. And this is why they are usually held in very high regard and are among the most respected Jedi Knights in the whole franchise. Huh. I agree with that. We got That's Yoda, cool. Pengonjin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe this with Luke's second saber. I don't know if he really embodies that yet when he gets it but no, you know no. he's the I only mean, one left at that point so i'll say he uses his mind more than his fighting skills at least i mean he you know mm-hmm. kind of chokes yeah. a few people and the uh you know kind of kind of kind of gets gets conniving a little bit you know he outsmarts jabba and everything true yeah so but 
Plus, I mean, you gotta remember though, by that time, the Force as a whole, like structure, had kind of, or the Jedi had kind of, you know. Split. Oh, I know. Yeah. So. I know. I just it made me laugh thinking about. It. I'm like, I don't know if I would consider Luke in that no. part yet, but he was getting there. Okay, yeah. And Obi ended up having a green one towards the end, correct? Yes. No. Toward what? Shoot. The prequels? In the prequels? No, in the, in the original. original. The original, he had a green, didn't he? I don't think so. Did he have a blue? He had a well. He had a blue, but wasn't it like it was still the same lightsaber that was Anakin's? Right, he was still technically using. No, when he no, right, when he his. when he fought Darth. I'm pretty sure it was blue. Oh, it was blue. Okay, mm. yeah, he had blue. See, I would have thought Obi Wan would have a green in regards to this, but mm. who knows? He was a soldier. He had to be because mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. This I found interesting. I did not know how. I always wondered where they found red kyber crystals because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. But the kyber crystals, there was a process where they would actually bleed. Like the kyber crystal itself would bleed during whatever process they were doing. And it would change color and become red. So it doesn't embody evil, but it does represent pain and suffering, both traits characterized by the dark side of the force. It also embodies all of the hate a Sith uses to make the kyber crystal bleed. So they take a kyber crystal that's probably a normal color and they do some sort of process to make it bleed and it turns it red. Hmm. That is pretty interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very odd. Yeah. But it makes sense. And there was a lot of different things that they were saying in the I just kind of cut out most of the paragraph, but they were like going through about like we really don't know what it could be because may because Samuel L. Jackson just kind of forced it in there or they just <laughs> were saying a bunch of things. But there's a there's a possibility that it means that the character with a purple lightsaber has a connection both to the light and to the dark. And such force users have usually been quite powerful as they have had to endure the temptation of the other side in order to maintain their personal path. Which I can see this just because when Mace was about to kill Palpatine, you could see the struggle he was having between the light and the dark when it came to that that moment. So I I agree with this Hmm. interpretation of purple. I thought it was interesting. But literally, they were talking to like no one else that we know of in any of the canons or legends have had a purple lightsaber other than Mace Windu. You really think he was struggling like between the light and the dark side? Like when he when he was like, you know, had a little lightsaber down against the lightning? He was going to kill him before the lightning happened. Oh, which I guess goes against like the Jedi. Uh Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he was just going to kill him. And it's like we literally just watched Anakin struggle right and he when he killed who he killed dooku True. that yeah. he yeah so like when mace was sitting there like saying he was gonna kill him i'm like there's you're struggling with something mm-hmm. i see it mm-hmm. and and the explanation makes sense mm-hmm. well his character was always a lot darker in terms of how he just delivered himself too like yeah. he was True. you know agree serious and good but also kind of intimidating like this guy's yeah. got something going on underneath that i'm not not totally sure about mm-hmm. yeah Mm -mm. yeah agreed 
see here, the black lightsaber, which is also called the dark saber, is a very unique lightsaber. There is only one in existence, and it is shaped like a traditional the traditional sword and somewhat shorter than an actual lightsaber. Still, it is without doubt a subtype of a lightsaber. Dark saber is associated with Tar Vishla, the first Mandalorian Jedi who created the dark saber as a one of a kind weapon. I didn't put this part in here, but it pretty much represents the struggle that Mandalore had against the Jedi when they had their war. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. White sabers are among the rarest in the whole galaxy. The only two notable examples are, in fact, Ahsoka Tano's white sabers. They represent neutrality and autonomy while they are associated with the light side of the force and represent an individual who has cut ties with the Jedi despite remaining on the light side and an individual who has no connection to the dark side of the force. An interesting thing here is that a white kyber crystal is the base. The basis for a white lightsaber is not natural. It is created by reversing the process with which the Sith create red kyber crystals. So whatever they do, the the Sith do to bleed the the kyber crystal, the Jedi can do an opposite one to make them white. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of curious how you, what's the opposite of bleed? That's what I was trying to figure out. Making- it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know there was something else I was reading a while ago that, because I think what they mean, like the process that the Sith uses causes the bleeding. It doesn't mean they're trying to make it bleed. They're trying to darken the, the Kyber crystal. Whereas I was, what, what I was reading about Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano's lightsabers a while ago was that she used her the force to purify the kyber crystals that she had to make them white because she they say in this article or in this i don't know if it was a fandom wiki or something or if it was somebody else's blog but something about her kyber crystals that she had were red and she didn't want them to be red so she was able to purify them over time and make them white now, if it's true, I do not know, but I might find out because I am reading the book Ahsoka right now. And the book is about like her starting it, like it's her running away and she doesn't have her lightsabers yet. So I'm hoping this book like shows us how to, how she gets her lightsabers. I wonder if that's going to be something that's unique to her because you said it's not natural. So like, could that mean she was the first uh, one to ever do that? Seems like maybe. I have no idea. Interesting. Kind of hope that's true. That'd be cool. I think it'd be kind of awesome. Like she's literally the first of her kind to do to the, you know, that. within mm-hmm. the force that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really would cool. be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one that we're going to explain is a yellow lightsaber. It is also among one of the rarest in the galaxy. It is not certain what this color actually represents since it has never been explained by anyone. But we do know that a purified red kyber crystal, which was done by Jaden Kaur, I don't know who that is, did turn yellow once instead of white. So the Jedi Sentinels who guard the Jedi Temple also use yellow kyber crystals for their weapons. So the yellow was always associated with a Jedi Temple guard, which is why I don't know why Ray has a yellow lightsaber at the end. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. But I'm really glad they didn't give her a white one. Super happy there was no white one involved in that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. leave that to Ahsoka. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm still kind of seeing it as like everything's scattered. So like whatever's left over, it happens to be yellow or purple or whatever. It's like, all right, this is what we got. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, no well, logic go. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that was kind of off topic from the rebels, but there's a lot of random like lightsaber colors in rebels. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's the explanation of lightsaber colors. If you've ever wanted to know. We finally yeah. did it. Finally, finally, finally did it. There. So long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after we first discussed it <laughs> it's okay lightsabers are throughout the whole series it is exactly but it's sort of, you know yeah. it'll always apply yeah it'll mm-hmm. always always apply mm-hmm. dan thoughts on rebels so many i think you know and pretty much we've all already said this but this is probably in my opinion the best of the animated star wars mm-hmm. that we've had in pretty much any of the eras and that is saying a lot because Clone Wars is up there and I love mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Yeah. And the fact that this actually rivals it, if doesn't surpass it, says so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that is because Clone Wars, while it's so good, it's so big and there's so many different mm-hmm. characters and so yes. many different stories. And, you know, so they kind of yeah. have to spread it out. Uh, whereas Rebels, it's like just the crew of the ghost. Mm-hmm. And specifically, mm-hmm. it's just Ezra's story. So, you know, we have so much more time to spend with these characters. So they grow on you and they, you know, mm-hmm. the relationships change and you, you develop an attachment to them. It's, it's, it harkens back to that sort of buddy feeling that we got that community feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the original trilogy. And I'm starting to realize that I think that's really what star Wars is about is that feeling of community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, then, and the fact that each season, you know, had a cohesive story that they started, they be, you know, beginning, middle, and end with each, you know, it's like a chapter in a book. Mm-hmm. So again, it was just everything was so much more thought out, you know, just very, really well done. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. So and then Darth Vader just being Darth Vader. Yeah. Anytime. His entrance. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, the best thing ever. Oh my goodness. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like you see the lightsaber commander, like, who is that? And all of a sudden you realize you're like, oh, it's Darth Vader. There he is. There yeah. he is. There he is. Always the theatrics with Mr. Darth Vader with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Well, he still has Anakin in him, and Anakin was all about theatrics. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. You know, I mean he rides a freaking TIE fighter. I know. Standing on top that's, of a that's an fighter. Anakin thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very that's much. That's an Anakin thing. It's true. Yeah, he's you know, he he rivals Tony Stark in how much of a you know performer he is. Yes, that's very kind of. I think that's a good uh, analogy, actually. I feel like Darth is like the original. I feel like Tony tries to start, strive to be Darth. Probably, probably. In my opinion, yeah. but I am also more Star Wars heavy than Marvel heavy. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. Somebody, I was reading some comments on that, and somebody said something really interesting about that, is that, you know, thing about how a Sith drives, you know, they get their strength from fear and anger and all the negative emotions and everything. So the fact that he entered, you know, he entered a scene to scare his opponents so he could feed off of their fear, like there was a total logic to it. And mm-hmm. I believe that's actually a battle tactic, like I don't use in certain older cultures where you know, they would deliberately do something like that mm-hmm. to psych out their opponent opponents. So it's like they've already beat them in their minds. So when they go into the battle, the battle's already won. You know, so it's a perfectly logical explanation as to why he would, you know, Darth Vader Anakin would use that. Mm-hmm. 
every single time too. Every time. Yeah. Every Rogue One. Every every consistent. Anytime. He feeds off the our fear. It's like it's like he's in the TV. He's like everyone, not just these people, the people out in the TV world watching it. They are yeah. going to and to feed off their fear. Exactly. Does a good job. Exactly. So for me, it's a good kind of fear. So you know, I don't know. It might be positive for me. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's very cool. I like it. Yeah, it's like a weird, excited fear. You're like, oh, it's Darth Vader, but exactly. it's so exciting. Exactly, that, that thrilling kind of fear you get from like a haunted house or something. Yes, exactly. Same uh, sort of thing. I'm... Sure. <laughs> You're not a haunted house person. <laughs> I'm not a haunted house person. That's fair. That's fair. I think I've done one haunted house my whole life. Yeah. Sammy, were you there? No, I don't think I was. No? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Anywho, moving on. Moving on. Vader being Vader. Vader being Vader. And then, you know, when getting to see Leia when she shows up, and that's one thing I didn't I didn't realize until I saw it. Like it's this is actually the first time we ever get to see Leia kind of in her political element, you know, like actually being a diplomat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because by the time we see her in the original trilogy, you know, she's joined the rebellion, she's you know, freedom fighter, she's you know, Mm -hmm. she's still Leia, she's still the feisty, you know, person that we know. But it's it's cool seeing her like do the thing she was trained to do. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. like mother, like daughter. You know, you get to see elements of Padme in there, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you get to. But at the same time, she's she's like Padme, but in some ways very different. So she's got her own style of leading, and she's got her own. Mm-hmm. You know, she's blunt force like her father mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Leia has the good elements from her mother and her father, like just yeah. and she combined. Got to have yeah. both. I agree. Whereas Luke, is... I don't know. I some love good, Luke. some bad. I love Luke, but he has more of the dark from his dad than he probably wants to admit. He does. I think so, yes. I think his mother's spirit sort of balances him out and kind of keeps him, you know. From going to the other side. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, he's got his tendencies. Well, what's weird to think of is like in these episodes, because when I watched them at first, I thought Leia was older than Ezra when this Mm -hmm. was happening. And then after I did the trivia and everything, I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Ezra and Leia in this episode are the same age? No, mm-hmm. no. I thought she was older that too. Yeah, he, I thought he's so like too. twelve and she's like nineteen. <laughs> I agree. That's what but I thought not. too. Nope. No, no. Who knew? Yeah. So I like that though. I like that we have like a trio now as opposed to just Luke and Leia. You know, Luke, Leia, yeah. and Ezra. You know? <laughs> I like and, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, would have been, would have been cool to see them to all. Be together, though. No, that's never going to happen. Would have been cool, though. It would have been so cool. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. can force talk to Mark. I mean, Luke. <laughs> They're one and the same. Eh, really? Yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that'd be... I mean, I, you know, at this point, anything's, anything's possible. I mean, if he shows up in... One of these other shows, I'm sure they'll find some way to work, you know, Luke in or some force projection of Ezra talking to Luke or something. I would like it. Yeah, I'd be into it. Ooh, what if they put in a force projection of Liam Neeson as Klingon Jun in Obi-Wan? I, yeah, no, I, I, I hope to see that. I heard that would be amazing. Was it said that he was going to be in it? Like, was he? I don't know. I'm just thought of it. Yeah. I haven't heard that rumor. Is there a rumor? I don't know if there was a rumor or not, but I feel like, I mean, I, I, in my mind, I can see a picture of Liam Neeson talking about Star Wars in today's era. So maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I, mm-hmm. I haven't done as much research on it, I'm, but I'm, it makes I'm perfect sense. Like, 
yeah. and find out. Okay. Oh, Liam Neeson effectively rules out Obi-Wan Kenobi appearance. He's shutting all the rumors down. So that's uh, enough. Unless he's, he's trying to lie to us. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the Disney thing. does that a lot, you know. Disney They're does like, do mm-hmm, that a lot. You can't say anything. You gotta just lie <laughs> yeah. about what you're what you're up to. No, no. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. We'll that's that, that's not a no, it's just a shutting down of the rumors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means really so, nothing. So. No, it doesn't. It means but, absolutely you know. nothing. Yeah. But I mean, within the timeline, that was literally Obi-Wan's purpose is to commune with, you know, watch over Luke and commune with Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Once again, I, I said this before in the Clone Wars, just watching Darth Maul in his old age, just navigating through life, still pursuing the same goals and still failing at them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really can't help but just my heart just breaks for the guy. You know, as evil as he is, I still feel bad for him. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, he, he I just, get it. you know, he wants a purpose. Mm-hmm. The guy just wants his purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's always coming just short, just barely, you know, just short enough to be right out of reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, right down to the ending, his tragic ending that you know like you said anticlimactic fighting but like mm-hmm. even so he gets mourned by obi-wan oh yeah i was so disappointed when he got there i'm like oh, there's gonna be a rematch <laughs> and then it was like one slash and we're done i'm like well <laughs> i think in my yeah so my thoughts are really like more the last like two seasons mm-hmm. and i'm like obi and Maul rematch and then dash well that was anticlimactic because i was literally typing this as it was happening i'm like well never mind exactly i backed it up because i thought i missed something and i was like oh okay i did it that was it all right then i kind of understood it because i feel like the whole point of this fight was just the build up itself like the Mm -hmm. tragedy of the anger and the revenge itself and that that was the story like that was yeah. the fight. You know, mm-hmm. the fight was more internal. So when we got to the external fight, it was like there was no need for it. That's the way I kind of rationalized it. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah, mean, it in his, it is a tragic ending for him. But he does doesn't he ask it like as he's dying? Like, is he it? Is he the chosen one? Is he gonna like finish this? Like he's talking about he Luke. Did say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. And and I believe Obi said yes or something. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. Obi phrasing. But yeah, it was like one of those moments where like, oh, oh, you're gone. Okay, right. that was quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so. this is where like, even through this, he's supposed to be in charge of Crimson Dawn as all this is happening. And mm-hmm. we hear nothing about it until on Solo. True, true. And then he never shows up any after that. Like he shows up once at the end and then there's nothing else in mm-hmm. any other movies ever. Yep. Nope. Bad marketing. Mm-hmm. He got shafted again. He did. Poor him all. He did. He shafted in the real world and in the Star Wars world. Mm, yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so my last two thoughts, kind of brief, but the one thing that I thought was really interesting was seeing, having to see Kanan overcome his, you know, bias against the clones because he has every right to fear the clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we saw him in the very beginning of the Bad Batch. It's like his master literally was killed right in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having to deal with that. 
you know, it's it's a slow process, but he, you know, starts to get there. Yeah. You know, that and then and then just seeing the clones again, seeing Rex and, you know, all those guys yeah. as just old vets, you know, mm-hmm. old dudes who can still just fight like the like fight like a young guy, you know, fight the way they know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, clones mm-hmm. being clones. Yeah, I did not expect Rex to be such a a big part of the last yeah. like season or two. Yeah. yeah when he, he was like in there a lot, I'm like, Rex, Rex, mm-hmm. you're staying? Yes, I love Rex. <laughs> he he's was like one of, he's my favorite clone absolutely from the clone wars so yeah it was just it was so nice to see that mm-hmm. but doesn't he have he thinks anakin's dead as well until does does rex ever find out that he's alive shoot now i should have written that down i can't remember yeah. can't remember but it's just so weird like uh, it, the the characters that they bring in from like the older the clone wars it's like they all think anakin's dead right mm-hmm. it's like oh no like i know sammy's gonna bring it up but like ahsoka thinks anakin is dead the mm-hmm. book i'm reading right now she's talking about how she can't feel him that he's she knows he's gone da 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 and i'm sitting here reading this i'm like he's not he's darth but you have no clue yet oh, no. this book is taking place before she starts her stuff with the rebels mm-hmm. so i'm just like oh my gosh yeah yeah it's so i ugh. okay well it makes <laughs> that moment when she senses him like for the first time you that know, was when crazy she and kanan like yes. oh my goodness she's like, like what? it's yes. absolute chills absolute mm-hmm. chills just the look on her face i was like oh no Mm. Yeah. I might have shed a tear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Anything but, uh, else in? I mean, I mean, plenty more. I was going to say something about the the fight between the two of them, but uh, I feel like you all probably have more to say on that, or you're, you're probably. Playing I don't have more. anything like technical, other than it was very cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yes. Yeah. The battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 a powerful moment because like you realize the exactly the thing that starts to bring darth vader or anakin out of darth vader's like grip because like everybody in anakin's life has left him from you know padme dying to having mm-hmm. you know his mother dying to you know obi-wan leaving him alone on mustafar mm-hmm. like everybody in his life even ahsoka like at the end you know she well, ahsoka walks... left him exactly yes, i mean everybody him. in yep. his life has left him so like you know he has nothing else but the thing that there's two people that said something that actually started to bring him back and that was ahsoka and luke and what they said was i won't leave you because mm-hmm. at the end like when she you know she gets him and you see the, the mask opening and you actually hear anakin's voice mm-hmm. like the yeah. first thing she said is i won't leave you and that's and even though he says like okay you will Chills. die <laughs> Chills. Chills. Like, i'm literally goosebumps right now <laughs> absolutely but that's the thing it's like he doesn't kill her right away it's like he says then you will die but it's almost like he was giving her a chance Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's like that yes. little bit of anakin came back and then finally in return of the jedi his own son you know yeah luke like mm-hmm. the, the exact same words when he's dying it's like i won't leave you you know it's like yeah the people who stayed are the ones who say who saved him so mm-hmm. i never realized just how like how deep and how powerful that actually was mm-hmm. yeah, oh I saw my gosh yeah. yeah oh that that battle like Oh, I don't even know if I really have words to put into place because Soka has become one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, I'm actually like tearing up mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this. 
this is how much I love Star Wars people. I get emotional because Ahsoka has, she has, she's become one of my absolute favorite Jedi, absolute favorite characters in the series. Mm -hmm. Like, even as I read her specific book, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. I wish we had more, more of you. And we are, we're getting your show soon. And it's Rosario Dawson. Like, hello. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that moment when, when her face, like, realized it was Anakin I started to like get emotional for her and then when they started battling I'm like you're this is this is like it was like this tragedy to me that I'm like oh my gosh like they're your best friends and they have to battle because Mm -hmm. she can't like he's gone Mm -hmm. he's He's not mostly gone Mm -hmm. he's not Anakin and she has to fight him and that had to be such a struggle in that moment for her to have to go to that point where she has to like try to destroy him mm-hmm. and as she like pushed Ezra away and like things are falling down on them I'm like this is horrific like we know mm-hmm. they're not gonna die we know Vader gets out we right, know Ahsoka exactly. gets out yes but you feel like you're like this is the destruction of them because mm-hmm. they're literally fighting themselves to the death yeah and it's just oh mm. yeah so, it's their- such a good scene such yeah a good scene. It's their friendship yeah. that's what's being murdered here. You know, it's their friendship mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's, their that's ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep, yeah. very much so. Yeah. And those are, those are like mm. like three of the most tragic battles. It's between him and Ahsoka, him and Obi Wan, and then finally him and Luke. It's that same type of feeling for all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm interested to see what the battle is going to be like when they fight in Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how tragic that one's going to be. Mm probably bad <laughs> i mean we know neither of them dies we have to but have them so, in the movie right but yeah it's got to be more, you know impactful on a deeper level exactly emotionally yeah yeah mm-hmm. well the emotional part about the new hope one is just the fact that oh obi-wan's like well this is my last yeah, he's like mm-hmm. and he Bye. finally is like he finally is the death of darth I- or anakin is the death of him he does die i mean we Again, this is where like doing everything out of order is like, we know it's going to happen. We know why mm-hmm. they put the line in there. If you're going to be the death of me someday. Well, right. he is literally, but it's just, it's, it's <laughs> I never thought about that. that cotton you, huh? I never thought about that line being foreshadowing. That's funny. Sad, but funny. oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I see when I watch these prequel stuff. I'm like, I see, I try to pick out all the foreshadowing stuff, but that's yeah. my lip your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't turn it off. But yeah, I just, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just, <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. <sighs> anything else Dan, that you didn't write down that you wanted to bring up just how rich the universe is after seeing all this you know the world oh, between yeah. worlds and all the holocron stuff i mean mm-hmm. it's a big universe mm-hmm. man it's there's just yes. endless things to explore and you know clone or uh, both clone wars and rebels too but they really they open so many doors you know and i, just, I hope mm-hmm. we get to see more of those so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially some of like the the doors at the end when they they do the the archway into mm-hmm. whatever that force area Weird was called like, what is travel. this i have no yeah. idea but i want to so bizarre <laughs> right. so where are we and, and, and he saves ahsoka for a minute and uh, then lisa had got uh, explained because i was wondering how she survived that you know well no she goes back yeah, but I mean, like in the end, like but, how she, you gotta like oh, center how she yourself. Got away from and, Darth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so just so much. So you're right. It's very, it's very mm-hmm. rich and very yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Sammy, what you got? Okay. So Danny mentioned in Clone Wars how big it was. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters, a lot of people to keep track of. So that was my worry when Rebels started. Cause I'm like, first of all, the first kid, I was like, I don't know who this is. Great. Mm-hmm. So there's someone new I gotta learn. And then he gets on the ship and I was just like, oh my God, they're gonna do it again. So there's gonna be 10,000 different <laughs> characters that I'm gonna have to learn all of their names and try and keep track of all these stories. But I like what you said, you kind of summed it up really good. It's small, but it's still big because they're mm-hmm. going all over the universe. They are helping a lot of people, but it it was mostly just focused on them. And I thought that was maybe some of the reason why I liked it better too, just because of that, like you said, the better sense mm-hmm. of family and community because it was so small. Yeah. And as far as who we saw all the time. So that was, <laughs> thank God when I got through like a couple episodes, I was like, okay, <laughs> so we're not going to just like blow this up and I'm not going right. to get confused on this one. Keep it simple. Yes. Well, and they bring in a lot of old characters from yes. Clone Sorry. Wars that we already yeah. know, like Hondo and Rex. And exactly. And that was them. helpful too. Cause I'm like, okay, I remember you. I remember you. I know who you are. All right. Got it. I can piece mm-hmm. you together. And <laughs> This one had a lot less skippable episodes because Clone Wars had a lot of filler. We were just like, "Eh, pass, pass, pass. But this one, I went by the list you sent me and, Mm -hmm. you know, it told you what episodes were key and everything. But I honestly would just let it play because I thought they were all interesting. So, yeah, maybe in the first season, I think I skipped a couple. But then as it was going on, especially like the the third season, yeah, I just was like, "Eh, I'm just going to watch all of them because they're actually all very interesting to me. And it doesn't feel... Like there's filler as much as the Clone Wars. Yeah. That makes me happy you didn't use the list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I started to, and then I'm just like, but why would I skip this? Because it also labeled like when, because I think it had on there like, okay, this is Maul's arc. This is like Clone Wars characters Mm -hmm. show up. And some of those, it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't have to watch. And I was just like, really? Because I think I want to see what's going on with Maul. And like, (laughs) I I don't know why this is skippable because I'm interested Mm -hmm. in that. So yeah, I kind of disregarded the list after like season. That's fine. That's good. I just this watched show it. Is, yeah. Yeah. But that's why it took me a while to get through it because there were a lot of episodes, but it wasn't boring. So that was nice. There was, yeah. like I said, yes. there was no parts where I was just like, okay, I don't understand the point of this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nari said, I think this is the best animated series out of the ones that I've watched. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that I ended up with this one. I know in order, it makes sense to do it last, but I'm glad it was last too, because it was the best, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So good way to end it. Yeah. I don't think they have any other really great animated series they're working on other than, I mean, Bad Batch is nice, but. Yeah, but it's not. It's I mean, it's maybe in the Wars-ish. Yeah. yeah. And maybe in the future seasons, it'll kind of mm-hmm. get a better footing. Cause that was probably my third, you know, least favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we watched. And then we've already talked about Darth Vader and Ahsoka, but I will still never get over like the, the sense and just the horrified mm-hmm. look on her face. And I was like, oh God, she knows. She knows. Yep. I felt so bad for Ahsoka in that moment. Just like we've said, that's just mm-hmm. the whole storyline is terrible. Mm-hmm. So we haven't touched on Freddie Prince Jr. I was what? letting you do that. What? <laughs> what? We grew up with Freddie Prince Jr. He's like in our teen years <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah i knew he sounded familiar so i looked to see and i was just like oh my god it's freddie prince jr that just makes Kanan even more lovable in my heart <laughs> og heartthrob yes exactly mm-hmm. and they just added to it with this i liked his character arc you know how he developed as a teacher for ezra i thought that was really well mm-hmm. done and then they killed him <laughs> and i was yeah that one hurt 
I was very mad. It's so bad. I don't think I watched the show for like a day or two because I was upset about mm. that. I was just like offended that they did that. And like then, the moment he finally confesses his love to him. Yeah, like the whole thing just made me very angry. And then when when he had the chance to save him, that was horrific. I was just like, thank you for for let's replay this entire scene now and discuss how he can't go in. And Ahsoka right. has to basically, ex, you know, make him understand, bring him back into logic, how you can't do it. You will kill everybody. Yeah, that was terrible. So thank you, Star Wars, for that. Poor it's like Order 66 all over again. I was literally in my head. I was like, so this is like the the when we watch Order 66 for like the 800th time. This is like the same thing. Let's just repeat it again. Thank you. That's, mm-hmm. that's Thank great. you so much, Dave Filoni. <laughs> I'm so happy we did this. I am ready to get hurt again. Exactly. That was terrible. <laughs> that was at least, horrific. At least he, he got Ahsoka and they had their whole moment together, their bonding right. moment. Mm-hmm. That was nice. So I'm trying to focus mm-hmm. on that, but still. And then to add into that, when we did the time jump at the end... And we got to see Kanan's kid. I was like, I really hate you people now. Like, are you serious? What? I'm glad he had, like, that's a nice legacy that they can bring up. But I literally was just like, are you freaking kidding me right now with this? With this when when Harris sitting next to him? I'm just like, are you serious right now? Seriously? And you didn't even hint at this. And you just- No, no hint. This stupid time jump at the end. And Ezra's still not around. Yeah, I just so the ending. I've real love hate relationship with this entire ending of the show because yeah. Ezra's gone and did that whole like showed how mature he was and and how much he cared about the rebellion and trying mm-hmm. to to make things right and I he had that great speech and then just disappeared mm-hmm. and then you know they did the time jump and I'm like so he's still gone and now there's like here has a kid and. Yeah, that that really <clears throat> irked me. But I do like the very, very end when they're like, okay, Sabine and Ahsoka are going to team up and they're going to go mm-hmm. find Ezra. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know how in the world you think you're going to do that. But okay, I'm I'm excited. So I'm yeah. assuming that's what they're doing in Ahsoka then, right? Is probably, that's what I hope! I, hope I so. believe so, because Sabine <gasps> is in Ahsoka. So I'm like, they nice. have to be like going out to find him, right? Yeah. I, I looked on IMDb. I don't like to spoil, spoil myself, but I'm also just like, I don't like to wait and see exactly yeah. what's going on. So I saw her character listed on the on the thing. So if they're correct, then yes, yeah, she's in it. So I'm like, that has to be what they're doing, right? Together, as they must be going out to find Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <gasps> That's a quest I, I want to so. go on, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just like, that will be awesome because I love Sabine and I love Ahsoka. So mm. having them team up together, but I'm hoping we still get like Hera and the, you know, I hope it's not just the those two. I hope we get a lot more of the mm-hmm. the rebel crew as well, because they would be missing. I think if we didn't include them at least a little bit. Yeah. Are you looking up? Yeah. Gonna, Ashley's on hunting mode. What are you looking up? Oh. I'm looking up Ahsoka <laughs> <laughs> to see if I'm right. <laughs> I, just I swear see I looked this morning. Else. I looked this. No, morning. I just I want to see if there's any other. Oh, that I, I don't. Know. I don't know. Maybe you can find something, but I just did a quick look and they didn't have any other characters that I saw. Yes. Oh, Hayden is pl- Hayden is in there. Yeah, I saw his name pop up. Yes. I sorry. Yeah. I didn't see Hayden listed Darth is for gonna Darth. Be Ahsoka. And I was oh, just like oh, I didn't know that. They're gonna meet up again. Fantastic. But I don't know how. I forgot that you're right. 
because I was mostly looking to see like from the rebel side who was in it. But. Disney is literally turning Star Wars into what they're doing with Marvel, and I love it. Yeah, it's so many shows, and they it just is. keep I'm announcing so them. I'm like, what is this? Now that you're adding There's to it, so many shows that they just dropped it. There are like two more shows that they drop. They yeah. dropped the trailer for Andor, and I'm like, that's cool. <gasps> and then I'm scrolling through my feed, and I'm like, what is this? They just announced two other things. They're what are you doing? Disney. Disney. I have abandoned Marvel, and I am full blown Star Wars. I think because yeah. they know, like Marvel, Marvel still has a lot going on for it, but it's you know it's very saturated at this point. So saturated, and like the key Marvel is done. I mean, after Endgame, it was kind of yeah. A lot of know. them left. Yeah. So now yeah. they got to kind of rebuild with who they have. But Star Wars already has all these random people that everyone's invested in. Yep. All these like side characters and whatnot. Because y'all are crazy. Yep. Like, <laughs> we have okay, all these yeah, great characters. Are. Like, we got to do something with them, you know? Oh, give them a show. We haven't give, had give any... a show, you know? Yeah. Like, well, these I'm amazing just... characters need their own spotlight. Because I was yeah. watching behind the scenes on The Mandalorian, and John Favreau is like talking about all these nerdy little things they did. And they're like watching original Star Wars for characters, and they're talking about how, like, oh, yeah, this random guy in the background, we're going to put him in The Mandalorian. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, the fans will know. <laughs> like okay the fans do know they will know you're right exactly when we get to boba fett i have a comment on that (laughs) yeah there's a lot more yeah we'll get into but yeah but any anyway so yeah that's just i think the cliffhanger is a really good setup but i'm ready for them to do something with it because are you serious i just the impatience with the the storyline oh the only other thing i had was maul I was just like, at least Obi-Wan got to take him out. And I think that was fitting instead of him getting Mm -hmm. killed some other way if he was going to be killed. At least it was those two original, you know, to end their battle. I thought at least Mm -hmm. that was something. But definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good series. Very, very good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad it was on the list. I have so much to say that we did not cover yet. You're a... It's not even on my list. It's thought just list, stuff though. in my head. No, no, hold on. The thought list for those of you who, you know, you can't see our show notes. So you just listen to us. This is literally <laughs> what Ashley wrote down. One, twin moons, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Two, wedge as cadet, exclamation point. Three, who's Roger? Four, he's no Skywalker, Rex. <laughs> Five, OB and Maul rematch. Well, you've already said this. That was anticlimactic. Yeah. And then six is just Luke and all caps. <laughs> I just love I, I love watching. I know it makes sense because you're just making notes like, you know, things you want to talk about. Yeah. But, oh, I just love it. Sometimes when I see your little notes at the end, because I'm just like, it's such like random pieces of information. Mm. Uh-huh. I know what I'm gonna say. I know you do. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's but... pure fandom excitement responses. Mm-hmm. You yes. just say oh things gosh, and you know what is. they mean. Type it yeah. down. Type it in. Type it in. Okay. It's like <gasps> okay. <laughs> Before we get to that list, because that list is from seasons three and four, mm-hmm. we need to discuss a little bit of season one and two. Mm-hmm. So season one and two, I I I love how Ezra gets to be a part of the the crew and i think that han solo movie stole this from them because he literally just jumps into a job with them or he he's no i'm sorry he didn't jump into a job he was doing the same job as them and they just kind of collide together and mm-hmm. i feel like that's what they did with the solo movie and but anywho mm, yeah 
I love how they got to like, I love how it kind of collides and I love how it takes forever for Canon, for Canaan and Ezra to kind of understand each other when it comes mm-hmm. to the force, like, because Canaan is just fighting against it and fighting against it mm-hmm. because he thinks he needs to just be hidden from it because it's over the, the Jedi is dead in, and right. it's like, no Kanan. It like broke my heart every time he did something negative or said something negative about being a force user or, or Jedi or anything like that. And I love that Ezra helped him kind of bring that back out. And Hera, Hera also was like, you mm-hmm. canon, can you stop being an idiot? Like, right. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I love her. She is a fantastic. Hera is awesome. She yes. is an amazing pilot. But I think the first season is, yes, there's a lot of like random little things in there, but it just really shows to that community of like getting to know them and, and feeling that sense of community when they finally give him a bed, when Sabine finally paints something for him with her mm-hmm. artistry, which she is like a BA. Like she I is love Sabine. pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm excited now to know that she is in Ahsoka because yes. she's just great. Can you and imagine them together? I love the, great. Oh, it's going to be fun. And then I love how we see more of Mandalore and their story. Like we saw mm-hmm. some of it in Clone Wars. Now we're even seeing more of it with, with Sabine. Now that is getting into season, I think three, but still like she gets the dark saber. She's, she's trying to get both Bo-Katan to take over like we're seeing all these different pieces finally and and learning more about Mandalore and which is great because we have the Mandalorian show and we have Boba who she's not technically Mandalore but you know he has Mandalorian armor was his dad Mandalorian was Jango Mandalorian I thought I, so is that was that so. ever actually like said I don't know then don't as far know. as I know it was he was they in the clone war or in the prequels they just said he was a bounty hunter so, I mean, he could have been, or he could have just been one of those, like, he killed a Mandalore and took the armor. I don't know if that was ever fleshed out or not. Apparently he was. I he thought he was. I, he I fought in okay. the Mandalorian yeah. Civil War as a Mandalorian okay. commando. I was going to say, gotcha. I thought he was on the war and then he just left because Mandalorians Couldn't are crazy. So. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And Chopper, you know me in droids. I love my droids. Oh, yeah. Chopper's Chopper. hilarious. Chopper, like... R2 and Chopper are are do have a lot of differences, but they both are snarky and they mm-hmm. both like talk back and all the things, the mm-hmm. things that I love about a droid. Yeah. So Chopper, I love him. He's just a lot more animated about it than mm-hmm. R2. R2's more subtle. He still like shocks you, but like Chopper has his little like robot arms and like right. makes all these noise. It just he was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So, and I also think it's interesting how we learn that the rebellion was not actually this big force at the beginning. We learn that it's just these little pockets Mm -hmm. that are happening and there's no connection to them whatsoever. And they're all connect. The only people that they have really connection to is what they call their fulcrums, which is their secret weapons, which one of them was Ahsoka. The other one was Karis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Karis. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting how we got to see the rebellion start and how it actually was and it was just little pockets and then how it started to to come together towards the end there where everyone was coming together it almost destroyed them you know mm-hmm. because thrawn is like brilliant but 
it, it still was really cool to see how that all came together. My, <laughs> so a couple of things like when, was it Ezra who went in as a cadet or was it Sabine? Which time was this when they met Wedge? I want to say that was Ezra. It was Ezra? Okay. No, it was Sabine. Sabine we say, I thought it was Sabine. It was Sabine. It was the first season Ezra, when, he went in, when it was Ezra. Yeah, Ezra mm-hmm. went in the first season. Sabine went in the third season and because she already knew it because she was a cadet. Right. And to when Wedge, when he announced himself as Wedge and Tilly's, I'm like, Wedge! Mm-hmm. Ah, that's how Wedge gets a part of the rebellion. Yeah. And I got so excited. I love when they bring in the characters that we know and love. And then the episode about where the droids were still active. And that's where the who's that's Roger hilarious. came from. They're all yes. saying Roger, 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 Roger. Mm-hmm. And Zeb's like, who's who's Roger? It's so funny. <laughs> so great. The stupid <laughs> droids. I don't I really want to ask George or find somewhere where we'd be like, why'd you use Roger? Like, what was the thought process behind Roger, Roger instead of something else? Except, wait, no, isn't that lingo? Now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, yeah, army, that's like Air Force, Air Army, Army military. whatever, military. Yeah, that's right. Lingo. Yeah. Well, he's, he's making like, fun of it, sort of. Right. He is. He's definitely making fun of it. But yeah. so I love that part. The He's No Skywalker made me laugh when Rex was fighting with, Rex was battling with them and, I think, I don't know. I think he said it about Kanan and Kanan didn't do something exactly like Anakin would do. And he's like, well, he's no Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skywalker is the one who killed all his Jedi. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. I already talked about Obi and Maul. Okay. Twin Moons and Luke. So when Maul tricks him, like, oh my gosh, Maul, this whole time. The first time I watched Rebels, I stopped after season two because I didn't want to know if Ezra went dark. And this was this was a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched everything so I could watch it because Maul made me angry. I didn't like that Maul was trying to make Ezra his apprentice. It just <laughs> drove me crazy. And I know that was purposeful. But when they put the whole crumbs together, first of all, mm-hmm. I wanted to smack Ezra. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you being an idiot? Right. Mm-hmm. But when they did that and they were seeing each other's things, like I didn't understand what Maul wanted. And then all of a sudden they start talking about twin moons and and the chosen one and all these things i'm like he's talking about luke Mm -hmm. like they're gonna end up on tatooine so when they like end up on tatooine and we see little baby luke running around i'm like oh it just it's like a nostalgia thing i'm like oh for star wars there he is like i can't believe they brought him in sort of deal so that's what the excitement was for me when it came to like the twin moons and luke because they're literally like on tatooine Mm mm-hmm and seeing Obi-Wan, I'm like, oh my gosh, we actually are going to see Obi-Wan in Rebels. This is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really wish he was going to be in there longer. Like he was not in there Only very long. And it made bit. me kind of sad. Only a yeah. little bit. Made me slightly sad. But this show is just so good. I will probably watch it again. At some point, I will probably binge watch it again because mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it so much. I will never do that with Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars, but it is <laughs> not lot. something I'm going to binge watch through again. Maybe mm-hmm. like season seven. Yeah, um, season seven was so good, even though it's mm-hmm. sad. But- so good yeah this one i definitely want to binge watch through again but yeah you're right sammy at the end there when or, or dan or whoever brought it up kanan like them killing kanan off i'm like what what why do you do this to us i hate us what? I, just, 
I kind of get it because he can't be around for later episodes because he's not there. So I get why they thought they needed to kill him off. Mm -hmm. But it's just so heart-wrenching. Like, he's already gone through enough. He lost his sight because of Maul. Was Mm -hmm. it Maul or Darth? Maul. No, I think it was Maul who did that, yeah. It was Maul. Well, Darth came around, like, five minutes later. I know, they weren't there at the same time. But, yeah, I think it was Maul who did that. So he, he's he's blinded. He's had to learn how to revisit his sight. Oh, what's his face? The 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 creature, the force creature. He was something else. Which one? I don't even the, know. The what only force creature it? that Kanan talks to the whole time. The big like rock looking thing. The big the big antler guy who ends up being a storm. At the oh end yeah, the guy who was like kind of neutral, kill, like between he, yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The neutral force user. Yeah, I like that dude. He was awesome. Yeah. But at all the all the things that Kanan had to go through to kind of like refocus himself again, I'm like, this poor guy, he's like lost his person. He lost his Jedi master. He's trying to be a smuggler most of his life. Then mm-hmm. this kid brings him back into the fold mm-hmm. and then he gets blinded and has to refocus himself again. Like this guy has gone through so much and then he gets killed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even get to meet his son. Probably doesn't even know she's pregnant. Probably not. Well, they didn't talk about it, so probably not. Well, it's a kids' cartoon. Freaking Disney. Kids little, know what pregnancy is. Talking about, mean, huh? Kids know what pregnancy is. I mean, you don't have to actually explain yeah. them. You know, I gotta watch. Oh them, no, like, I know that, baby, but I wonder if they know? didn't know how to bring it up when she wasn't even showing yet. Sort of deal. They'd find or show way. any sort of hint that she was pregnant. Because yeah. the kids probably wouldn't have gotten the hints. Right. So they just had to spell it out for him 10 years later. Here's the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, you're right, Sammy, that whole, like watching him having to watch his, 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 Ezra having to watch Kanan die again Mm -hmm. was the most heart-wrenching thing. That was terrible. That's rough. Almost as heart-wrenching. Like here's, here's where I am with Anakin killing the Jedi fledglings Mm -hmm. this was watching kanan like it was right up there right next to it yeah so difficult Mm -hmm. (sighs) but yeah i i just have a my thoughts are just all random and all over the place but Mm -hmm. i i think this was brilliant and i really wish we had a little bit more rebels but i know we can't Mm -hmm. because as it was often who knows where and i guess ahsoka could be looked as like spinoff of rebels (laughs) If we're going to go after Ezra. Yeah. It's more that than Clone Wars, I would say, at this point. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, I feel like everything's kind of a spinoff of everything at this point. But specifically with that storyline, it would have to be, yeah, Rebels 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like picking up right where they left off of Sabine and her about to leave. Because when Sabine was living at, in the place where Ezra was living, like on Lawfall, Lawfall, Mm -hmm. Lawfall awful it, it like warmed my heart i'm like that's where we should just start off in ahsoka that's where it should start right there is at that place and then go take off and find him yeah and i always wondered like i'm really glad they didn't but i always wondered if there was going to be like this love thing between him and ezra and, and sabine i'm glad it never came to fruition but i wonder if uh something's going to emerge if oh, he obviously him. had a thing for her at some point like at least in the beginning he did and she mm-hmm. obviously had a thing for him towards so the maybe mm-hmm. maybe an ahsoka maybe maybe because mm-hmm. they started getting really protective of each other mm-hmm. like hera kanan protective of each other right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we talked a lot. Mm. Yeah. Anything else? I have nothing. I have nothing, but I'm probably going to go back and rewatch a lot of these episodes now, now that we're talking about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Pixie Dusters, thanks for listening to our <laughs> chat, I guess you want to call it, about Visions and Rebels. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched Rebels yet, please go watch it. I know we spoiled it for you, but you still need to go watch it. It's fantastic and amazing. Make sure to stay tuned next week as we are talking some newer shows, like newer, newer, like Disney made newer. We are talking Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. which Mandalorian is like one of the, is everyone's favorite right now when it comes to Star Wars TV shows. So we're really excited to have that conversation. And Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear Dan's opinion of Book of Boba. Because I feel like there's going to be mixed thoughts or thoughts that maybe we don't agree on. Uh, I don't know. I'm curious. I, I really don't know what your opinion is. I, I do have mixed thoughts, but I don't, yeah, know, what your... I don't know what your opinion of it is. So I'm mm, interested yeah. to hear. It's genuinely so positive. It's... Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Then we're fine. <laughs> I okay. thought maybe there was some <laughs> negative thrown in there. I'm like, mm. no, no. It's more critique than negative. I could uh, see that. Yes. Yeah. I can see the critique. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you'll probably hear next week about how Sammy's really mad because Mandalorian was announced. So this is June, so it was in May. They announced that it's not going to be out. Season three is not going to be out till February of 2023. Stupid so Disney. Oh my God. Dang. Sammy's mad about that right now. So Words is, I can't. We say. have like Andor's coming out this year. I don't Ahsoka's care. Is coming out this year. I, well, I like just Ahsoka, released but... Obi Wan. Like it's. We have I, a lot coming out. I don't care. This is you don't care about anybody. Ridiculous. Because you just want Baby Yoda. How long has it been? It's we'll talk about it next week. It hasn't been that long. It has been though. No. When did Boba Fett? Boba Fett came year? out in December of 2021, so it's more than a year later. Yeah, a little oh, over a year. You're right. You'll be fine. Thank you. It's rude. So. You'll be fine. See you later, Pixie Dusters. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you next week on the Pixie Dust Friends podcast. Instagram, TikTok, website, blah, blah, blah. Check below in the show notes. It'll be there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.